0: Hey everyone, you're listening to Hotel Vicarious, a podcast where two best friends talk about all their favorite TV shows and movies. This week, we're replaying an episode with one of our favorite new rom-coms, The Lost City. Jenny. How are you doing? I am good. I am so excited to talk about this week's episode. I, it has been a long time since I saw
1: a movie in the movie theater and even longer since I saw a movie in the movie theater and laughed
0: so hard. I almost peed my pants. And I can actually safely say that I was there and I can, uh, yeah. yeah. You were laughing pretty hard.
1: I know I was. (laughs) Dear listener, this weekend, Daria and I got to see each other in person and hang out and eat food. And we went to see The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum in person at the Destiny Theater in Syracuse, New York. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: wow, what a movie what a trip it was really fun i am so happy that we got to be real like in-person friends instead of catching up on (laughs) discord and exactly video chats and it was so good yeah
1: yeah we got to do like so many fun things like lying in hotel rooms watching the hallmark
0: channel (laughs) i have some like tea On that Hallmark Channel viewing that we were doing the other night.
1: Guys, we watched so much Hallmark. It was amazing. We just like lounged and watched the Hallmark Channel and ate takeout. And it was a pretty rocking Friday night. It was
0: pretty much a dream scenario.
1: (laughs) It was.
0: So tell us the tea. Well, there is a new network happening in the United States called G A. C. And okay. I'm going to tell you what that stands for in a second. When I look it up, it's going to be oh, here it is. It's called GAC Family. And it's going to be a more conservative Christian version of the Hallmark Channel. And you're probably oh thinking, Daria, the Hallmark Channel is already a conservative Christian channel. That's true. This is going to be 10 times worse. Because oh, no. the GAC was started by a guy who used to work at the Hallmark Channel. And his name is Bill Abbott. And they're calling GAC. It's like Great American Country. Now it's going to be like Great American Something. He stepped down from Hallmark because he was unhappy with the way that the company handled having a commercial featuring a same-sex couple. Ah! He was... (laughs) So he was like, Hallmark is no longer family friendly, and he's leaving, and he's starting his own network, and he's taking a bunch of former Hallmark star- stars with him. Well, good. So riddance. <laughs> we watched uh, very Merry Bridesmaid. It was on so good. <laughs> it was so good, guys. We were like, why is this so good? Why is this so enjoyable? And well, it's because it's in the new direction of Hallmark trying to become more diverse and inclusive in their romance stories.
1: There was a pair of lesbians. There was three kisses, one with maybe partial tongue. It was a big (laughs) deal for Hallmark. Okay, guys, it was a big deal.
0: There was actual sexual chemistry
1: between the two leads. Oh, it it was so, so good. And the two leads were really, really cute. They were the main heroine, was Emily Osmond, mm-hmm. who was in Hannah Montana? Was she in Hannah Montana? I, I think. That shows a I little think she beyond was... my time, but I think. I know. So. I'm pretty sure she was in Hannah Montana. And she is the sister of Haley Joel Osmond of, I don't know, Sixth Sense. That's the only thing I can think of that he was in. <laughs> and the, the hero was Casey Dietrich. Who, he was in Teen Wolf, very, like, in a small part, um, and he's in a new, like, Hulu show, I think, called Into the Dark, or maybe that was a movie, and then he's also in a show on the CW called In the Dark, which is very confusing. Oh my, I was just gonna say are you confusing it with the No, nope. no it's very weird
0: <laughs> oh yeah 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 in the dark into the dark yeah so yeah he
1: was very enjoyable they both were they really were the the like side characters were enjoyable it was just really good like for a hallmark movie it was really really
0: fun it was. It was like, I would, I would watch it again. Yeah. It was
1: a lot better than the one we watched the next night, which was about how a guy could only bake if he was in love. Oh yeah, that one was stupid. That was harsh.
0: You know what? They're not going to just become great overnight, you know? True. So true. Little by little, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But all in all, it was an amazing girls weekend. We walked our little tushes off. We did a lot of shopping. So many steps. and we ate a lot of food. I mean, it was really just like... It was very know. fun. Yeah, not asked for anything better.
1: No, we really couldn't have. So it was very fun, but not as exciting to see your face across a t- uh, computer screen as it was to see your face <laughs> in person. So
0: I know.
1: But it did give us the opportunity to watch this hilarious, hilarious, hilarious movie called The Lost City starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Daniel Radcliffe, um, a really great cameo by Brad Pitt, and Divine Joy Randolph as Sandra Bullock's publicist. Like, just the whole cast was... And then some other little, like, people popped in that were just so great. It was... It was... I have not... I truly have not laughed so hard. Like, I... At one point, like I just couldn't breathe. I was like, so I actually like shrieked. Daria can attest. There is one scene, which we'll get to in a little bit, that I literally was like shrieked in the theater. But like everyone in the theater did, so like it wasn't terrible. But I was, it was like blew my mind. It was so funny.
0: It was just, I I have not. Yeah, I I will watch. God, almost any kind of like major rom-com that Sandra Bullock does because she just rarely misses. Like, if yeah. I were to kind of crown, like, the quintessential rom-com queen, it's Sandra Bullock. Like, I don't think there's anyone that really comes close because she has just managed to... I mean, the woman is 57 years old. I know. And she is still, like, killing it. Like, Hollywood seems to be like, okay, if there's one <laughs> 50-something woman who gets to be the romantic lead it's gonna mm-hmm. be Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Far and
1: away, she, oh, she's just so great.
0: <laughs> so, so, so good. So, for those who are not super familiar, The Lost City is about a romance novelist who is dealing with the death of her husband. She's kind of become a little bit of a recluse, and she's trying to finish A book in her, like, long-standing series. Yes. And she finally finishes the book, and she's going on this book tour with her cover star, played by Channing Tatum. And the book premise is about her lead and her male love interest, and they're looking for something called The Lost City of D. And there's like plenty of jokes. Yeah, which is
1: what the movie actually was supposed to be called. Yes. But they they changed it to just The Lost City. I don't know. I
0: I can't. It's so stupid. The Lost City of D is a perfect name. I know. Um. It's so good. (laughs) So apparently in the book, because of her kind of history and her husband's, her ex, all her deceased husband's job in archaeology, the book she's talking about, there's like real things in it. And yeah, it's like based historical re- historic research. Yes. And so this like very eccentric billionaire played by Daniel Radcliffe, uh, kidnaps her. <laughs> he plays the best weirdos. He really does. I mean, it's just, it's like, you know, he's having so much fun mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. So he kidnaps her and he takes her to this island and he's like, you're going to tell me how to find this lost tomb. You're the only person who can do it. And Channing Tatum, who is very clearly in love with Sandra Bullock's character, is like, oh, I'm yeah. going to save her. And he enlists the help of Brad Pitt in a brilliant turn. Oh my god. To go and save her. And and hijinks ensue. And, I mean, we're going to talk about everything. But <laughs> it is so funny and smart and clearly... Whoever, like, the folks who wrote the screenplay had an affection for romance novels because there's a lot of really fun jokes and plays yeah. on tropes and it, I just loved it so much.
1: Yeah, actually, one of the writers for the screenplay uh, is Dana Fox, who wrote um, The Wedding Date oh, by, good. with Deborah Messing and Dermot Mulroney. Yes. But she also, I believe, has worked on other. She she's worked on other stuff. She did like couples retreat. She co-wrote that with John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. What else? She she co-wrote um how to be single. Oh nice. Saw that one. You know that was with um Dakota Johnson. Yeah. And um, and um uh, Leslie Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Leslie Mann. Yeah, you're right. Leslie Mann. She also co-wrote Cruella. yep um and then the lost city was like her most recent co-writing so she has been around for the last sort of like mm, almost 20 years uh writing (laughs) in hollywood so yeah she she definitely did a good job i think obviously uh the directors aaron and adam Nee, also co-wrote it with her um as uh, as well as Oren uziel who i i don't know i haven't i haven't heard of them before so but, yeah, so they did a good job. They And I, I have to – they addressed some things in the movie that I think are super key mm-hmm. to how people think about romance novels, which we've talked about before. But we'll get into that um, in a little bit more detail.
0: <laughs> okay. So, as we mentioned, Sandra Bullock plays a character named Loretta Sage, which is, like, <laughs> such a, a great novelist name.
1: <laughs> it is. It really is.
0: But she's um, – a very reclusive writer who focuses mostly on romance adventure and they're sur- like they focus on a fictional hero named Dash McMahon.
1: Yes, and Dr. Angela Lovemore. <laughs> Just, I
0: love it so much.
1: <laughs> and you know, she's been she's been widowed for I think about 5 years. Yeah. When the movie starts, and she's really just, like, doesn't want to be on this book tour. But Beth, her publicist, is, like, really insisting that, you know, she has to go on this book tour with Alan, who is the cover model for Dash um, on all of her books. And she's like, you know, Beth has put a lot of money into into Loretta's work. And, like, you know, she's really, <laughs> she's really, really trying to, like, make sure that this happens, and, and Loretta is just, like, not having it at all.
0: Yeah, and and it's pr- it's made pretty clear that Loretta doesn't really have the patience for Alan, but yeah. Beth is like, you're not good at this. Like, you're just not. <laughs> you yeah, You can't carry this book tour by yourself, so you need to get over it. You need to, like, play nice, and you, like, need to let people sort of just enjoy themselves because <laughs> from the moment they step out on the first stage... And Alan comes out in this, like, glorious blonde wig and this, like, gauzy Anthony Bridgerton-like shirt. Yeah. The crowd goes absolutely nuts for him.
1: And, like, sorry, just a quick shout out to Bowen Yang as Ray the moderator. Yes. Um, Like, he was barely in the movie, but, like, there's this one scene where Loretta is in a one-piece pink sequined bodysuit.
0: Yeah.
1: And she's trying to get onto the bench and, like, she's just, like, and Sandra Bullock is not a short woman, but, like, it is, she's, like, trying to, like, scooch her butt onto the seat and, like, not, because she doesn't want to wreck the bodysuit because it's... rental and so she's like trying to scoot her butt onto the seat and it's just so funny and he's just like making little like comments every five seconds she like tries to get onto the
0: seat well and it's so cute right because he's like to the left adjust switch (laughs) like he's he's trying to like ease her onto the stool and it is so funny yeah it is really funny so
1: the women like in the audience who are really there to see dash they're screaming they're like take your shirt off you know they're doing all these things and and you see kind of like even though everything we know about that uh, about alan up until that point is that he's kind of like Loretta is not a fan of him you know he's full of himself he's crazy like whatever but you see like almost right away he's like no 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 this is about this is about Loretta let's talk about Loretta's book which I thought was so sweet and like kind of surprised me that that was like the direction they were gonna go with the character and I lo- I loved that.
0: Yeah he is like immediately her champion like you know you know pretty well that if he's not secretly in love with her, he's at least secretly, like, enamored with her. Like, Yeah,
1: he is her biggest fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's, and he's trying really hard to, like, get her to see that he's more than just Dash. Though sometimes it's hard to tell if he recognizes that he is not Dash himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, it is very, he definitely has those lines blurred a little bit. Um, And he thinks he might be like a little bit cooler than he
0: is.
1: (laughs) But it's pretty funny. And so basically at the event, just after the event, that is when Loretta is kidnapped by this crazy billionaire played by Daniel Radcliffe, whose name is Abigail Fairfax. It's a great name. And he, he has this long monologue about how all of his brother, his brother and him have like these like very like feminine names but really they're they're kind of like unisex names so i think his brother's name is like beverly or leslie or something and yeah. and his name is abigail and he's like he's like he's like very convinced that it's like a unisex name and i thought it was <laughs> so funny
0: well and it's i think it's he's i'm almost positive he's the oldest brother too and like mm-hmm. loretta er- immediately recognizes him by his last name because like the fairfaxes are this like big kind of like I don't know Murdoch level family I
1: think so yes
0: like they own like a big media corporation and wait
1: wait does that make Daniel Radcliffe's character basically Kendall Roy
0: (laughs) (laughs) wait that's really funny oh my
1: god oh you guys know our obsession with the the show succession and Jeremy Strong's Kendall Roy yeah I guess it kind of would make him
0: Fairfax is kind of Kendall. Yeah, if Kendall had, like, a very... Instead of having a big interest in, like, hip-hop music, Kendall had an interest in ancient civilizations. Archaeology. (laughs) Like, instead of trying to get, like, you know, uh, a secret Wu-Tang pressing, he's like, I need to find the lost city of Roanoke. Like, just, you know, like... Yeah, exactly.
1: It's kind of like, it's got a little bit of that, like, Leonardo DiCaprio buying dinosaur bones kind of vibe, you know? (laughs) Uh, So, Fairfax has, he basically says that he's one of her fans, one of her biggest fans, and he says that he has been reading her books, and he realized that her books have been based on actual historical research that she did with her husband, who was an archaeologist, And with all of his billions of dollars, Fairfax has actually discovered a lost city on a remote Atlantic island, and he's convinced that that is the location that holds the Crown of Fire, which was a priceless treasure that basically was part of the research that Loretta's husband was doing.
0: Yes. And there's a a great moment where Loretta thinks that this is another kind of like part of the book tour and is like, all right, Beth, like, and she's like, good job. Like, you really got me. I really thought for a second, like, this was it.
1: Yeah, yeah, he really, she really does. She thinks it's all kind of like some big prank. Um, and then the like doors to whatever room they're in, you don't really know where they are open. And it's like a helicopter, and it just, like, blows all of the food that he's put out all over. Like, it's blowing crackers at her, and, like, some brie cheese goes flying, and, like, it's so bonkers.
0: It's so funny because from the first introduction with Daniel Radcliffe's character, you know, he's like, were these guys too hard on you? I wanted this to be a friendly interaction. Like, I even got you... All of your favorite cheeses because I know you like cheese. <laughs> and so he chose this line of being like aggressive and also friendly. Like, he clearly wants this to be like a team adventure and he wants Loretta to like think Jump that required. this is the coolest thing ever in the world. And he's just so <laughs> separate from reality that he doesn't quite understand that like dragging a woman out of a car into an elevator into a secret airline hangar is like not really the way to go about
1: right and so she's like yeah I'm not doing that I'm not going to help you decipher an ancient map to get to the treasure and he's just like yeah you are (laughs) because he's worried that the site is going to be destroyed by this active volcano that is also on this island so they chloroform Loretta and take her to the island
0: and so (laughs) while all of this is happening oh boy Alan, who Alan and Loretta got into a little argument backstage of the book tour. And so when Loretta gets kidnapped, Alan is sort of going after her to apologize. And he's the last person who sees her get into this, um, you know, SUV with these two big burly guys. And he's like, shit. So he immediately goes to Beth and what's her name? (laughs) Allison. Allison, the new social media manager that beth hired for loretta he goes to the two of them they're like we have to call the police but then the police are useless you have to wait 24 hours they're like who can we call to like figure out where loretta is and (laughs) alan goes to these like meditative yoga classes and one of the guys in his meditation class is a former navy seal named jack trainer He's also a trainer. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this interaction, I mean, I don't think I'll ever be able to do it justice, but the interaction between Beth and Alan while they're trying to talk about who Jack (laughs) is and, like, how he knows him and then getting him on the phone is one of the funniest, like, three minutes in a movie I've seen in a long time. It
1: really is. He's also a CIA operative,
0: (laughs) and he needs
1: Loretta's phone, which Beth had, but when Loretta had gone on stage to coordinate um, a rescue attempt of Loretta using uh, her phone and then tracking her on her smartwatch. <laughs> so Alan agrees to meet Jack at the island, I guess, where Loretta is, and to give Jack the phone. Yes. However, Alan has it in his head that he is going to, to come along because he needs to be the one to rescue Loretta because he feels bad about what he said during their fight before she
0: was kidnapped. Yeah, and he's he's just dying to be seen as more than her cover model and he just wants to be the one to rescue her. Like He wants her to look at him as if he is really dashed. Like, he is really this romance hero. And he he has this thing, this, like, image in his head that he keeps telling. He's like,
1: he wants to be the one to, like, put her in the car and go, shh, you're safe.
0: (laughs) But it's such a a funny thing because when he arrives on the island, he has his little carry-on bag. And he has a little, like, neck pillow around his neck. And he's just, like. (laughs) Like, he's just very clearly like an L.A. model, you yeah. know? And you see Jack, played by Brad Pitt, who I genuinely think this scene was, like, written for him. I it's think just... it was. I think
1: it was. That's what I read is that it was written for him.
0: And And he looks like Dash. He has the long blonde hair, mm-hmm. scars, tattoos. Mm-hmm. He's just very, like... Yep. He's going to kick some ass and save some damsel in distress. And, like, that's his role. Yes. And he is under the assumption that he's going to do it alone. But obviously, Alan sees things differently. And he is dying to go and help and and, and be there for Loretta. Right. And so Jack's like, okay,
1: fine. I guess you can come. You have to stay in the car. (laughs)
0: Like, I cannot be responsible for what happens to you.
1: Right. You need to stay in the car. Stay in the car. So Alan's like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So then they basically get right to where she is in this sort of compound where Fairfax is holding her and where they're doing all the excavation of this lost city. And Jack is, like, very capable. Like, he gets in, neutralizes a bunch of guys, and basically gets um Loretta out of there really without much help from Alan yeah Alan
0: who genuinely like is more trouble than he's worth
1: (laughs) (laughs) right but there is this really funny thing that like keeps happening where every time like Alan gets like very close to a like a bad guy uh or one of Fairfax's henchmen he like slaps him in the face and it's just like not useful at all and does nothing but it's just and he like he's just like he like makes a little shriek and like slaps him in the face and it's just like it really you can really see the difference between alan and jack at this
0: point oh yeah i mean you know when alan jokes in the beginning he's like well i know a little like martial arts like i i know a little something but it's whatever it is it's not practical knowledge because it does not no. get him very far No. So
1: um, Jack and Alan get Loretta out of the compound, but they can't get her. um, She's like basically like zip tied to a chair. And for some reason they can't take like the two seconds to cut the zip ties. They have to take her in the chair in a wheelbarrow. And so they finally, they kind of like get away from the, they get away from the henchman and, and Fairfax. And, you know, they're all kind of like, okay, they're going to get in the car and they're going to go to the airport. And at this point, Jack is basically doing exactly what Alan wanted to do with Loretta.
0: And it's so funny because we see a little bit earlier in the movie when Loretta finishes her, her final draft. She says a phrase in Latin, and when Jack is is trying to cut her from the chair finally in the jungle, he says like a very similar phrase, and there's this moment between the two of them where you're like, oh no. Oh my god. Oh no, there's flirting happening, and Alan is in the background watching them like a hawk being like, what's what's going on? What? No, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Yeah. working for me. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know Jack
1: Jack even tells her to like He just goes Shh, it's okay you're safe And he's like that's my line Yeah, <laughs> So great
0: But what's amazing you know Is cause like Jenny and I were sitting there going like oh are we gonna get A love triangle because that's annoying
1: Yeah cause love triangles really Never is.
0: end the way that they should In the poly. We amorous just, relationship We just made like a
1: lot Of concerted effort to get through the last Love triangle in Bridgerton yeah. I don't, we, we didn't
0: want another one no, we didn't need another one. So in, in, in an incredible moment, Jack gets shot in the head.
1: <laughs> and this is where I screamed in the theater.
0: His <laughs> I think brains. all of us, all uh, 12 of us in the movie theater were quite shocked
1: at this point. Oh my God. Like, honestly, he just, his, his, head, his head like explodes.
0: Straight up. All over Alan. Like there our brain guts all over the place it was so shocking
1: it was so shocking (laughs) and so like what but it was so funny um because like they both just start absolutely freaking the hell out and then finally loretta and alan basically escape into the jungle after watching their car fall over a cliff (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I think, too, it's like, you know, the physical, the physical, like, gags in this are great because Jack is dead and Loretta is still stuck to the chair. Yeah. And there's, like, no time because they're being actively shot at. So Alan shoves her into the back seat and, like, tries to cram her into this car. And as they're (laughs) trying to escape the jungle, the one door breaks off and... She's kind of like holding on for a dear life and then he's like not really paying attention and they do that swerve where they almost fall off and then he stops and he looks back and she's not in the car.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> she's
0: like laying on her side, stuck to this chair. It's it's so good. It's it so really funny, it's so stupid. I I can't.
1: Yeah, and so he finally cuts her out of the chair. And they basically like open the one door that's left on the car and the car just like falls over the cliff. And so at that point they're like, Oh shit. Okay. Well we got to go on foot. So they kind of make their way down, down the cliff to where the car has fallen. And Alan finds his backpack, which he had left in the car. And this is one of the best parts. Uh, Like truly he, opens the backpack, and he has brought her boots that he stole off of Allison, the social media manager. And also he brought her string cheese.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And she is just like, give me the cheese! It's, like, so stupidly thoughtful, and it's, like, one of, like, the running beats even throughout this movie is that Loretta underestimates Alan. Yeah. And, like... Alan isn't exactly the smartest or the quickest or, you know, the strongest, but he does sort of constantly center Loretta. Like, yes, he yes, thought he maybe her shoes would be uncomfortable, so he tried to find her something new. He thought yeah. she'd be hungry, and he knows that she loves cheese. And, like, you know, it's, like, this very, very thoughtful thing. And you can see that it, it always throws Loretta off because she never expects it to happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So they kind of spend – uh a little while, like, so they get, they kind of, you know, get into the jungle and they realize, Loretta realizes almost right away that they have to get into the water. So they're going to get into this river because that way there's no footprints. So, so they're walking through, or they're kind of like wading through this river. And finally they kind of get to the other side of it. Go And Loretta, Loretta sees that on Alan's back is like three big, Blood suckers Like, leeches.
0: Yeah. And, like, she can't... I mean, it's hard for her, and it's hard for him, and... Oh, she's, like-, like,
1: gagging, and, like, oh. She's, like, okay, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. And so she, like, pulls the... She pulls the three of them off, and he's, like, she's, like, is there any more? And he's, like, I don't know. And so he's taking his shirt off, and then he takes his shorts off. Yeah, he takes
0: everything off. He takes everything off, like-, takes everything
1: <laughs> off like, and... <laughs> His whole damn cute butt is covered in leeches. <laughs> it's covered in leeches.
0: And she has to, like, get on her knees and pluck them off. And, like, it gets a little bit easier for her. She, like, makes a joke. Where it's like picking sardines out, out of her Caesar salad. <laughs> yeah. And then he turns around and she is face to face with Alan's whole package.
1: Yeah. And there, this scene is so hilarious because she she, she's trying to basically she's trying to say that he has a really big dick without saying he has a really big dick
0: but he thinks
1: yeah because she he thinks that she's talking about leeches like still on him
0: yeah and it's the way that she delivers it is so funny because she's like one would wonder but one wouldn't really know. And now that they do know, and well, well what, do, what can you say? It's, I, you know, like it's. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're
1: surprised, but, you know, you should be surprised. It was so, yeah. it was so funny. It was and so, it's so, also so, so, so like funny. the
0: first time that you sort of understand that Loretta has maybe thought about right. what this man would be like butt ass naked. Right, exactly. And who can um, blame her? honestly. Right, yeah.
1: Oh, gosh, that was, it was really funny. It was such a good, well-done scene. Very, very funny. So basically, they spend the rest of the day sort of, like, basically fighting off Fairfax's henchmen who are trying to kidnap them, but also kill them, but also maybe not kill Loretta, but maybe they'll kill Alan. We're not
0: really sure. After they've made their way through the little creek, they reach this waterfall, and it's beautiful. And as Loretta is investigating, she finds these, like, pictures on the wall. Yeah, like,
1: kind of almost like cave drawings a little bit.
0: Yeah, and she's sort of trying to see, like, she she has this um, little piece of old, like, parchment or cloth with some writing on it that Fairfax had to try and find the location of this tomb and this crown and all this treasure. And she stole it and she's had it like crammed down the front of her little jumpsuit and <laughs> she takes it out and she's like trying to figure out if maybe she can decipher some things but before she can really make any headway the henchmen find them but they're trapped like there's really nowhere for them to go yes so the only way they can go is up and so oh my God. they <laughs> just basically amazing. rock climb up this mountain and it's the first time that we see Alan get Loretta to sort of, like, calm down and focus. And, like, they do this breathing exercise. And it's a really cute moment. And then he shoves his head in between her legs and pushes her up onto the landing.
1: It's so great. And she's like, I don't remember what what term she says what she's basically like she's like that's my hoo ha and he's like I know keep going <laughs> so funny so funny like legitimately just like his head on her butt just like pushing her upwards because she can't do it anymore in these heels.
0: It's so great. It's a really cute moment too because she's like wow that was Really badass of me. And he's like, Yeah, that was really badass of you. And um, she's like, I can do anything. And he's like, Yeah, you can, and it's just so fucking cute. I can't handle it. So they've gotten to the top of the hill. Yeah, and they're setting up camp.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's one of the things that's really funny. So he's setting up like a hammock for them to sleep in, and she is trying to start a fire. But it's kind of going, but it's not really. So she finds, like, in Alan's bag, she finds some, like, massage oil. And she's like, what the hell? And she pours it on the fire. And instantly the fire is just like, whoosh. And it's, like, perfect. She's like, look at this. I did this. And then we find out that Alan is, like, allergic to being in the water or something. Yeah,
0: he, like, gets eczema from being in. And I'm assuming, like, lake water, ocean water, like, you know, not. Clean water, I guess. Right.
1: So, and what she has just, what she has just dumped onto the fire is the oil that uses, he uses for his eczema. So, (laughs) he's like, yeah, it's it's fine, it's fine. But, like, clearly it's not fine. His back is, like, super inflamed. Yeah. And so, they take these face masks that he had grabbed from his, the gift box. Uh, one of the gift baskets in the backstage at the event, and she like rips open the face masks and just like kind of like lays them on his back, so he's got these weird creepy faces on his
0: back. It's so funny, <laughs> so funny. And they have this moment where you know, so one of the things that Loretta says in the book tour is that the Lost City of D is going to be her last book, and she's going to kill Dash, like. No more Dash. And while they're sitting uh, by the fire, he's like, okay, well, how would it happen? Like, you know, how would you you do it? And then it sort of morphs into this, how would you write this moment kind of scene. Yeah. And it is yes. very sexy.
1: It is. It is very steamy.
0: And it sort of like puts them into a new level of tension because she's getting ready for bed and... You know, he's like, all right, I'm going to sleep here. You sleep in the hammock. And she's like, well, it's a pretty big hammock. You yeah, of probably, can fit, you know. fit two people in here. Yeah. So I love the uh, there's just one hammock trope. That's great. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Love and it. And they have this really cute scene of trying to get in it, but they're like not cuddling. So they're like back to back, <laughs> butt to butt. Butt to butt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So good. But a few hours pass and we find them again and they're totally curled up and cuddling in the hammock.
1: Oh, and it's so cute and just the best. And then um Loretta wakes up and she realizes like how they're cuddled against each other and like what's happening, and she's kind of like panicking a little bit, and she tries to climb out of the hammock. <laughs> she basically like kind of just like slithers out of the hammock like it's it is hilarious it is so it is very reminiscent of like when I was trying to put my child to bed when she was a baby and like you just have to like army crawl across the floor so she can't hear you moving and then you just like sneak out and you like hope that she's asleep
0: It was very
1: reminiscent of that. It was hilarious.
0: It's so funny. And so when she finally uh, manages to get on, you know, out of the hammock, she takes that little piece of parchment out of her um, jumpsuit again, and she starts to read it. And Alan wakes up, and he finds her. And he's upset because he doesn't think that she's being truthful. That whatever this adventure is that Fairfax wants to – you know, find the tomb and the treasure. He's saying, you want to do it too. And and you're not admitting it to me. And like, we should be in this Mm -hmm. together. And right. Yeah. There's this fight that happens between them and Jenny. I think this is like one of your favorite moments, right?
1: Yeah. So she's, you know, she basically, she basically is kind of deriding herself. And, you know, she calls her her books schlock. And Alan is like, don't do that. Stop. Like, don't demean something that means so much just to all of your fans and to all the people who read your novels and to you. Like, don't do it such a disservice to call it that when it makes someone, people so happy. And, like, it was such a an ode to the romance genre because yeah. for so many years and so often... You know, romances see nothing better than like mommy porn or, you know, books that are, you know, for people who aren't intelligent or, you know, it's a dumb beach read, you know, like, you know, it gets those kind of raps when it's just a book about love and people enjoy it. You know what I mean? And so I just loved that they had this, that they referenced it and that it was Alan, a, a white cis man, yeah, admitting <laughs> That you know, there is value in
0: her work and in in the genre in which she writes. Yeah, it's it's really good because at one point he's like, you don't even like know who I am, like you don't know anything about me. And she writes this like whole backstory that he's just this guy who was yeah. like really hot in his town, and he came out to L.A. to like be an actor, but it was probably you know he was going to be a model and. All of us stuff and she and he's like, okay sure yeah I mean I'm from Sarasota and you know I mean I wanted to do these things and it worked out the way it was and now I get to be uh, on the cover of your books and they make people so happy so why wouldn't you be happy that your work makes people happy like it it was yeah. just a really cool moment it gives him a lot of depth which is really nice and
1: it does because he'd, he'd kind of been like a little bit bumbling a little bit of a himbo yeah. Up until that moment, and it really seems to sort of put how Loretta sees him in a in a whole new light, which is great.
0: Yeah. So after that, they're in sort of like a funk, right? Like they're they're trying to get back to the airport, and they're kind yeah. of like on opposite sides of the jungle path, <laughs> and they like keep yeah. looking at each other out of the corner of their eyes, like mm, you know, I don't know. Until Loretta gets kind of thrown off by this, like, trio of guys on motorbikes.
1: Right, yes. And they're just, like, zooming through the jungle, trying to... They're kind of shooting at them, but then she realizes that they're shooting at Alan. They're not shooting at her because (laughs) Fairfax needs her to decipher this piece of paper. And
0: there's this really funny brief scene where she's like, I'll be a human shield. And he's like, you're not going to be a human shield. Like, we're not going to do that. It's a terrible idea. And he's like, I have a plan. I have a plan. But she keeps Mm -hmm. talking over him because she's like, no, Mm -hmm. no, I I have a plan. Like, I'm going to figure this out. Until finally, they give his plan a go. And it's a pretty good one. And it works.
1: It does. It's so great. So they basically. Rip the arms and legs off of Loretta's jumpsuit (laughs) and put it on like a fake body and basically distract the guys on the motorcycles and into thinking that that's Loretta, but it's actually just like, you know, just the pieces of material so they can kind of get away.
0: Yeah, it's so smart Um, because this whole time that jumpsuit has been sort of leading the henchmen to them. Whether it's, like, sequins in the water or just the reflection of the outfit. Like, it's pretty much a, hey, boys, I'm right here kind of look. So, yeah, definitely doesn't do her any favors to still have it on.
1: Right. So, but one one of the things that happens is that they they're trying to, like, kind of knock the guys off the bikes. So, they can, like, kind of have a head start. And in doing, and in trying to stop one of the guys... They end up, I don't know, how do they, they end up almost, like, slingshotting him into his friend, and they both go over a cliff.
0: Yeah, I think they use the hammock as, like, Yes, a, a they line. do. It's
1: sort of like a, like a, what's that, like a clothesline. They kind of clothesline the guy, but he kind of, like, I don't know, spins out and then knocks the other guy off the cliff. <laughs> and and, Al, and then they like Oh my god we just killed someone And that, that interaction, interaction is so great It's so great
0: Because they're like well it's, Why would you be on a cliff And you're standing too close to the edge And like maybe they're wearing helmets And maybe you know like it's so funny <laughs> I mean one of the like Joys of this movie Is no matter how sort of like absurd it gets The chemistry And the camaraderie between Sandra Bullock And Channing Tatum is so strong And so natural that they really they carry like they just they make well they just just play
1: they play off of each other very well like they they have great and amazing chemistry and not just like sort of like a romantic chemistry but like a comedic chemistry yeah which is which is rare I think
0: yeah their senses of humor sort of work really well because they kind of both take turns playing the straight guy you know yeah.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So after all of that, they finally make it to like a nearby village um, where they can um, they try. He talks to the police and she tries to call Beth, but doesn't get Beth She only gets Beth's self- voicemail. And that is because Beth has decided she is coming to find both of them because she hasn't heard from Alan or Jack Trainer. Um, she hasn't heard from Loretta. So Beth has packed a suitcase and she is headed to the island. Now, at this point, had she she had gotten to the island and she needed another plane or she had gone to somewhere she'd gotten to somewhere and she needed another plane to take her to this island.
0: Yeah, like a puddle jumper, something
1: like tiny. Right, but they were closed for the night or something, so she was gonna have to wait, and she didn't want to wait. And then all of a sudden, out pops Oscar from the office, in like perhaps one of my, one of my favorite roles of his, it that I've seen in years, like truly unhinged, but like so great, very amorous uh very I don't even know I I think I think he's supposed to be some sort like Spanish maybe Mexican it's very unclear but (laughs) he is very amorous he really likes Beth um and he's like Well I have a cargo plane I'll take you (laughs) and then Beth is like hmm I don't know about this she's she's like like but she's like if you try to kill me I'm gonna murder you
0: yeah, she's like, tell me the truth. Have you ever killed anybody? And he's like, no. And it's in such an exaggerated way that you're like, oh, yeah, he probably has definitely killed somebody. He killed somebody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, maybe he's a nice guy, so it's fine.
1: Right, exactly. So she agrees and she does go, um, she does get on his cargo plane and he's going to take her to this island. So that's why her phone is not working when the tries to call her.
0: Yes. But all that, you know, being said, they village is like very welcoming and very sweet and they both get to shower and change into like fresh clothes and we get like a very romantic moment loretta comes out of the shower and she's like looking outside and she sees that alan is like having this really sweet interaction with this older woman in the village and they're dancing together and i think there's like you know that's that romance trope moment where she like sees how sweet he's being to someone else yeah yes yes and um she comes downstairs and she's wearing an outfit very reminiscent of an angela lovemore outfit which i love the callback yeah to.
1: that was so good yeah
0: and they dance together and like thank god i don't think channing tatum is allowed to be in a movie where he doesn't dance at least once because it's a so must so good be at like, it.
1: in his contract i must like, dance
0: at least i hope so several minutes. he's just He's so fucking talented and, like, I, I mean, but, you know, I'm a really big step up fan. <laughs> it's always going to be Look, my Channing Tatum movie, so. I I have watched some
1: real interesting movies in honor of Channing Tatum. Like, don't <laughs> get me started on, like, that weird movie he was in with Jamie Bell.
0: Oh, the um,
1: Eagle? The Eagle, okay? It I watched the most that homoerotic
0: movie. movie of all time.
1: It was real good,
0: actually. No, hey, no, yeah. I
1: loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, <laughs> you know, I slugged through two jump streets for that man. Okay. Okay, but
0: I love those movies.
1: I mean, look, we had this conversation. It's not that I don't like Channing Tatum. I don't like Jonah Hill. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe, That's maybe bad. he, maybe I'll have to like have a, I'll have to rewatch them. Um, but mm-hmm. I didn't like Jonah Hill in that sort of era of Jonah Hill so we'll see. Yeah. So but yeah, he they have a super romantic moment where they're dancing and it's just and this woman is singing and it's just really kind of magical and like very very romantic. And then Loretta, I guess in the lyrics of the song, she she sort of understands that the the crown is hidden in a sinkhole in the jungle. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or
0: it's like, yeah, the (laughs) hints that the woman has in the song, Loretta gets so excited that she sort of drags Alan into this like little (laughs) alcove and they talk about it. And that's when he says like, there's a sinkhole on the map, you know? So it's like a cute little moment where they get to work together to, you know, kind of figure out where this location is. and yes. He can see how excited she is, and he's like, let's do it. Instead of, like, getting to the airport, let's stay another night, we'll go first thing in the morning, and we re- we're we going to find your treasure. Because he wants to support her literally in any way he can.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he sees how excited she is, and, you know, this is something that, you know, she worked on with her, you know, her husband, and he knows that it means something to her. So, yeah, he's, he's for it. Let's do it. So he goes to, like, arrange... A ride for them, basically, to this sinkhole for tomorrow morning.
0: Right. But the moment (laughs) that she's out of his sight, she gets kidnapped again by Fairfax's henchmen.
1: Yes. Yes, because the police in the town called Fairfax.
0: Yeah, because he has so much fucking money that how do you say no, right? So everyone is sort of on his side because he's, he's paying the bills.
1: Right. So... He steals, her, sorry, he kidnaps uh, Loretta again. But this time, they are ensued by Alan trying to save Loretta on this, like, I don't know, tiny little moped that he exchanged for his watch.
0: It's so cool. It glows in the dark. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's so funny. And so he's, like, coming up, and he really, he, Alan really, like, pulls out all the, like, action hero stops in this sort of he like jumps from the bike to the tank and like but but it's not like flawless so like he ends up with like his face like smushed against the (laughs) the window and so it's like it's not like it's not suave by any means
0: but he gets there and it's great too because she knows that it's alan and she's trying to like throw them off and she's like that is a trained killer, and you don't want to be in the same room as him, and you better let me go because he's gonna ruin all of you. And then his face just plants on the window, and Fairfax is like, That's your model, it's because so Fairfax has read all her books, so
1: he recognizes Alan, and um, and so there's a little bit of like a fight scene between Alan. And the henchmen and, like, Loretta and the henchmen and... But at the end of it all, um, Alan is captured and is brought into the tank or whatever. They look like they're in a tank. Um Yeah, like a big, giant Humvee thing. Yeah. With Loretta. And basically, Fairfax is like, you have to tell me where the treasure is or I'm going to kill him.
0: Yeah. And so... They end up, they like charter a boat or one of the henchmen has a boat and it's like Loretta and Alan in Fairfax. And then, and then the second, it's no, Rafi. Rafi mm. is the the one henchman who's like, I think he's supposed to actually be maybe he's indigenous local. to the island.
1: Yeah. He seems local. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then there's the big muscular mustache guy. And this is the scene where we find out his name is Julian. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Which is like one of my favorite names, but it makes everyone giggle a little bit because he's just like, he's like 6'5". He's like a big hulking dude. And they're like, oh, I wouldn't have pegged you as a Julian. Right. Um,
1: Right.
0: Which is really funny. And so we're like clearly getting really close now. You know, we're, we're, we're in this little, like we're at the bottom of the sinkhole kind of. They go in through a cave. They have to like climb through all of the stalagmites and stalagmites and like yeah, there's big cavernous drops. Like it's a whole fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. It's
1: it's real scary.
0: <laughs> it's well, and not we lose Julian like almost immediately. Yes, yeah.
1: He just he's like making fun of Alan for almost falling, and then he immediately slides off the edge and dies. <laughs>
0: And they all sort of like sit there for a moment because they're all like very shocked. And even Loretta and Alan who like, I mean, they just aren't the kind of person that Fairfax is. They're like, oh my God, should we, you know, like what do we do? And Fairfax is like, what do you want to do? Go down there and get him? Like it's a really funny scene. Daniel Radcliffe is just menacing and and, in such a funny way in this movie. I love it. Yeah, but he's not really threatening like at all. No. But
1: like, but you know. But he's still, like, such a good bad
0: guy. He's so enjoyable.
1: He is. So, finally, they actually, they find this, like, hole in the wall. That's not very big. But this is where they have to go. And so, he makes Loretta go first. And she gets, like, halfway through. And she, she doesn't think she can do it. Like, she's, you know, she's feeling claustrophobic. Like, she's having trouble breathing. Like... She's, you know, it's just not... And then Alan, again, does this sort of, like, manipulative breathing exercise that he did on her earlier in the movie. Where he makes her sort of, like, breathe through her nose and calm down. And it works, and she gets through to the other side, and she finds the tomb.
0: The set design on this is is incredible. And I don't exactly know where. I think it was in... um... Dominican Republic, I think, is where mm. they did a lot of the filming. Okay, the the scenery is gorgeous. I mean, just absolutely stunning and so beautiful. It like it's it's great because you know we've kind of said the whole movie waiting for this moment, and the it just it just delivers because it, does. it opens up into this like gorgeous like hidden jungle. mm Hmm by uh, this like big babbling like pool of water and then you see the the like little temple that's set up to house the tomb and it's gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous so
1: after Loretta has gone through the tunnel she's like it's here it's here so um Alan goes through the tunnel then um Fairfax and Raffi. so they're all in there and it's at that point that Loretta reach, realizes that the temple or the, the tomb is not actually a monument to um, this king, Calaman. It's not a, a monument to his power at all, but it was basically a hiding place
0: for the, the queen to grieve her husband.
1: And Fairfax at this point is losing his mind.
0: Yeah, because he had it in his head that this was like a huge sort of symbol of power and prestige and being the king and that he was going to discover this amazing place. And he just really wanted that power for himself. And uh, this is like too low key for him.
1: Yeah. And it's and so this crown of fire that he has been searching for, that this is what, you know, all the archaeological research had been talking about. They realize that the crown of fire is not actually rubies or whatever. It was a crown made of red seashells that had been gathered by the king, her husband. And in the tomb, the king and the queen are buried together. And she's wearing... And this crown of red seashells that are no longer red, they're just old seashells. So it's really, it's just about the inseparable love between the king and the queen It has nothing to do with actual priceless jewels. Um, And Fairfax absolutely loses his mind at that
0: point. Yeah, and at this exact moment, the volcano erupts.
1: Yes, yeah. And so...
0: In his absolute, like, breakdown, he forces Loretta and Alan into the tomb. And, you know, the whole movie, Rafi has been, like, a begrudging soldier for Fairfax. And in this precise moment is when he sort of has a little rebellion. And as Loretta and Alan get inside the tomb, Rafi drops his crowbar into the tomb with them to make sure that they can get out. Right. And so Fairfax and Rafi get back to the boat. But before Fairfax can get on the boat. Rafi gets on it and gets the hell out of there. And he's yeah. like, screw you. Yeah. Like, like my grandmother said, like, you think you own the island. The island owns you.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: And then we have this moment between Alan and Loretta when they... They literally think they're gonna die because yeah, they're I stuck. Would. They're stuck in this tomb, uh, and it's it's such
0: a sweet.
1: I mean, it's sad, but it's sweet at the same time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's it's like um, I think she says like, I wish I hadn't closed myself off, and that I, I would have been able to see this earlier and like taken more of a chance and like actually have something you know with you. It's like a really sweet, yeah, interaction. And then they find the crowbar.
1: <laughs> yeah. She thinks it's like one of the bones of the king or queen. Digging yeah, she's into like, the her schemer
0: back. is really digging into my ass. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it's actually the crowbar. So they get themselves out of the tomb. Just as like everything is kind of like falling down around them because of the volcano. Um, It's kind of set off a bunch of earthquakes and they have no choice but to like basically jump into the into this little pool that has some sort of current flowing out, and they don't know where it goes. But they just jump in together and see where it flows out.
0: Yeah, which Jesus Christ! Like I see those videos sometimes on TikTok with people like going down the tiny little streams and stuff, and like you could no. never—I don't think I could hold my breath for like five seconds. I'd be. Dead. Oh, I'm
1: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what I said to you when we were in the theater. I was like, I'd be dead by now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'd be seriously dead. So, you know, as they're sort of, like, going through this, you know, coast or whatever, Beth shows up with the Coast Guard, and she finds Fairfax on this, like, little shore, and he immediately pretends to be, like, stranded, and he needs help, and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah when Loretta and Alan finally come to the surface they see Beth on the boat and it's so great Beth I think it's like it's hard she's playing the like best friend publicist like it can be a pretty thankless role in movies like this yeah but she does Such a good job. Mm -hmm. She's so funny. She, like, Divine Joy Randolph plays Beth, and she is just hilarious. And I think she does bring a lot of depth to the role. But she sees them in the water, and they're like, oh my God, what are you doing here? And um, (laughs) then they see that Fairfax is on the boat, and Loretta's like, that's the guy who tried to kidnap me. Oh, yeah.
1: It's so great because he, like, panics and, like, Throws off his, like, blanket and starts running for the back of the boat. And then out of nowhere, here comes Oscar. He's like,
0: where were you going? We're on a boat. Yeah. He's
1: got him. (laughs) So great. I
0: love it. It's so funny. I love it so much. And, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, they got themselves to a rock so that the boat can rescue them. And I had hoped... This is where they were going to kiss. But, uh, you know, for a movie that had a full butt dick joke moment, it's pretty chaste.
1: You know, there was more kissing in the Hallmark movie.
0: Ain't that something?
1: But it it was really good. The end end of the movie kind of flashes forward. They're on vacation. And it's basically um, Loretta's next book is based on their adventures. It's a big hit. And... You know, her and Alan share this really nice kiss while they're on vacation. And that's kind of where, like, the credits, the credits, that's the credits. Um, And then we get a mid-credit scene, which doesn't happen often with movies that aren't Marvel. But we got one. <laughs> and it's Jack. Jack Trainer. He has survived <laughs> uh, his shotgun to the head.
0: Yeah, in this, like, ridiculous moment where... Oh, my God. She's like, but you got like you you like lost part of your brain, and he's like, you only lose, you only use ten percent of your brain at a time. So I just tapped into a different ten percent, and they're both like, what? Oh, okay, uh, and they like turn back around because they like Hi. can't handle it. Like they have I no know. idea what to do with this man. So and it is great, so funny because he's like, yeah, I could be upset or. You know, I, I I I have some unresolved, uh, you know, rage about being left behind in the jungle, but it's fine. I'm <laughs> yeah. fine.
1: Yeah, it's so good, and that that's the end of the movie, and it was delightful. It truly
0: was. It was so much fun. I mean, like I tend to keep my expectations low, you know. But right. Yeah. This. Was incredibly enjoyable. I would recommend it to anybody. Like I, I had so much fun, and I haven't had that much fun in a theater in a long time.
1: Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I think they did a good job. I think we're slowly starting to see a resurgence of rom coms coming back. You know, there are there's there's a couple more that I think we're going to be covering on on the podcast as well in the coming um, months. So I'm I'm looking forward to sort of seeing how that goes. I mean, I would like a little bit more. I would like more romantic movies that are not rom-coms but still have a happy ending. You know what I mean? Like, a little bit more dr- drama would be fine with me. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll take what I can get.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, th- I think these movies are kind of having, a uh, you know, like a renaissance. I know that, Yeah, I think, like, uh, there's a new movie that's being filmed right now called Ghosted. That's like Chris Evans and Anna de Armas, which I think is also supposed to be like an action romantic something, something, something. So and like Free Guy, Free Guy was also sort of like this big budget actiony fun, but it had a romance beat. Like, yeah, I think we might be coming back to this a little bit. I just don't know if it's going to be the way it was in like the 90s, the 80s and the 90s.
1: Which like, to be honest, I'm okay with like there was problematic elements to some of those movies as well. So if we can take the best parts of those and add, you know, some of what we learned, what we know, what we've experienced over the last 30 years and just add to that, I think, I I hope, you know, it'll come out for the better, but.
0: Fully agreed.
1: (laughs) So listener, we do not have a book of the week this week because Daria and I were too busy Shoveling food into our faces while laughing with each other, so we didn't read really because <laughs> well, we were with each other. But there is something that we can't quite stop thinking about uh, that came out in the last couple of days, Daria.
0: Yeah. So you know, it's it's actually so funny. You know, we're prepping to do the Last Kingdom, and I, we've been talking about it for weeks, and and it's definitely happening next week. Just you know, it's coming. So be patient. Yes. But we were doing some, you know, work and prep to get ready for that. And we were like, well, you know, what's uh, what's Alexander Draymond been up to? Like, he's been so quiet. We haven't really seen him in any cast photos. Like, you know, like, is he around? Is he not around? Well, it's like we jinxed it because... Uh, we sure did. People <laughs> announced that he had a baby. <laughs> he had a baby. With Allison Williams. <laughs> Which
1: is... So, okay, here's the thing. Back in 2020 when I had first watched The Last Kingdom I was like you know what's going on what you know I like to I like to research my when I when I get into a new show I like to research the cast I like to see who they are you know that kind of thing and I was like because we're in the middle of the pandemic and and he was like in Connecticut and I was like why is he in Connecticut? Like, that's so (laughs) weird. Like, why is he, why is he sheltering in Connecticut? Like, that's strange. And I jokingly said to um, a mutual friend of ours, I was like, I bet that Alexander Draymond is sheltering in place at Brian Williams' house with Alison Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's a joke because they were in that movie, that movie called, I don't remember what it was called. High, High, Horizon? Line something? I don't know. Horizon line, I think it was. So I watched it and I live tweeted it to Daria and another friend of ours. And I hope they make cuter babies than they make movies because (laughs) that movie was real bad. Oh my god. It was just it was just like everything that could go wrong went wrong. And it was like it was like one of those shows where it's like. I don't even know how to explain it was so I was like what am I watching like every five minutes I was ready for one of them to bite it
0: and yeah then they didn't.
1: They miraculously survived like multiple tragedies I
0: remember you watched it and you were like messaging me at the time and I was like I don't think I'm gonna add this to my list no it's not but ever, I watched but... A lot of questionable things for actors and actresses that I enjoy. But you know what? Sometimes you have to have boundaries. True. But like, honestly, I just can't believe that they have a baby. It's amazing what you can hide. Like, I think about this all the time with like Ryan Gosling and Ava Mendez and their hidden family. Like, you Mm -hmm. see celebrities, you know, in paparazzi shots and like, you know, whatever. Yeah. You can hide stuff. You can definitely I mean, hide especially stuff. Especially
1: during the pandemic, right? Yeah. Like Alison Williams hasn't even updated her Instagram account since like July twenty twenty. Like her entire pregnancy has been hidden. She's not going anywhere because nothing was happening. There was no events really. Yeah. And she just had the baby at the end of last year. So like it's just it's truly wild to me. Like Truly well, because like for so long I was like, why does Alexander Draymond never hang out with his cast members? He's never <laughs> in, in any pictures. pictures. Like, and I know he's a pretty private guy, and so that's why I was like, well, he guess he just doesn't, you know, he doesn't like to be in them or whatever. So either it was a Allison was there and she didn't want to be in the picture either, or he just is not there and he was like off with her wherever she was
0: being pregnant. I don't know. It's so crazy to me. It is pretty. It's pretty radical. Um, super happy for them, though. Mm-hmm. They kind of feel like they could be on that Instagram, siblings are dating. But I bet you that's going to make a really cute baby. So.
1: <laughs> You're like the third person who's mentioned that to me like <laughs> today about how they look so similar, which is kind of funny.
0: But I mean, they say that, don't they? Like a lot of people are sort of attracted to people who look like them.
1: Yeah, I guess that's better than I was going to say like those people who look like their dogs. So, you know. <laughs> That's better. Let's go with that. Oh, anyway, yeah, so we can't stop thinking about that. It's crazy. But next week we will be turning our attention to Utrid, son mm-hmm. of Utrid, and recapping uh season five of The Last Kingdom.
0: We're super excited for it. And we can't wait to share it with all of you. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna get through The Last Kingdom's final season. And then we have some like really fun movies. That we've been talking about for a while that we really want to cover. So more rom-coms. Yeah. We're so, so excited. Yeah. So um, if you would like to listen to
1: previous episodes, we have quite a few shows and movies under our belt now. So if you're in the mood for Ted Lasso, if you're in the mood for The Witcher, if you're in the mood for Bridgerton, we've got you covered. You can listen to them at www.hotelvicarious.com. You can also email us, hotelvicarious at gmail.com, or you can chat with us on our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hotel Vicarious.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Thank you for checking in to Hotel Vicarious, and we hope you enjoyed your stay.